Unleashing the rising billions. Disrupting tradition. Always be closing. Gaining exponential wisdom from street smart strategies. I dream the kind of dreams that other people said would not be possible. Free your mind. Nothing happens till something moves. I'm a big fan of going all in on your strengths. Create your blue ocean. Innovation and collaboration with competition. Do you want to sell sugar water for the rest of your life? Or do you want to come with me and change the world? Creating uncontested market space. I worry that people don't tap into their strengths. Wealth creation and a new economy entrepreneur. And there is a very thin dividing line between success and failure. Witnessing unprecedented technology. You can fail at what you don't want. So you might as well take a chance on doing what you love. Welcome to the Think Bold, Be Bold Show with Christopher Cumby and Alan Witch. This podcast is part of the C-Suite Radio Network, turning the volume up on business. Hi, it's Christopher Cumby on Think Bold, Be Bold with my awesome co-host alan which is in the house what's going on i'm in the house what's happening hey it's the day after the fourth which would make it the fifth which is nothing spectacular in itself but i had a good fourth last night how about you yeah really great time um you know i i'm obviously uh canadian but uh man they can put on a party the americans right yes we can it is un real how much fun we had and <laughs> i it was uh it was just really really cool you know it was one of those um uh beach days that ended up being like hours in the water you know both uh you know there's a there's a lake that then just like um a dune lake that just basically runs into the uh, gulf of mexico and everybody congregated in that area and it was just um it was a lot of fun put it that way the kids uh wore themselves out <laughs> Little kids and big kids alike, well, we sure uh, applaud you for adopting some of our uh, celebratory culture. So that's that's awesome. It, you got to see it, some fireworks too, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, we didn't make it to the fireworks, uh, unfortunately. Uh, it was one of those um, one of those days that just you know we couldn't wait to actually finish <laughs> up. So that uh, that didn't happen, Alan. How about yourself? Oh well, yeah. Well, we were over at a friend's house. We saw we saw what I call neighborhood fireworks. Gotcha. Many tiny, many tiny versions. And and talk about what we're our, our topic today about subscription. I was able to subscribe to everybody else's economic outlay because I just sat in the backyard and you know in front of the little fireplace, <laughs> had my glass of wine, and we watched everybody else light theirs off. So that was kind of nice to be able to uh, see that without having to. Uh, partake in it i we did that enough with our kids the kids are grown now so i don't drink with the firework stands but uh, we do like to enjoy the larger ones that are uh that are consumed in the neighborhood so it was really good awesome awesome well you know we have uh obviously a show to get on the road and i can't wait to dive in because it's a great backstory and definitely some really cool stuff uh alan why don't we uh why don't we why don't we get the show on the road brother Sounds like a winner to me. I love the topic today. I just love the whole subscription model and the subscription economy and what that means. And today's guest, uh, 
really is kind of a, I guess I'd say a pioneering, uh, to, in my words, to, uh, well, those have to be my words, right, since I'm the one talking, uh, <laughs> to, uh, to the whole industry of the subscription model. Now, he's got uh, quite, the, quite the pedigree. He's uh, the CEO and co-founder of uh, Zora, and it's a New York you know, stock exchange traded company on the NASDAQ. Uh, it's really kind of the leading subscription model in the SAS provider industry, and we're going to hear a lot more about what that means to the average consumer. But he also spent a lot of years uh, as the uh, st- uh, chief strategy officer for Salesforce. So mm-hmm. this is not a new deal. He's found what has worked in the past, and then he's amped it up a little bit, actually probably quite a bit. Uh, we're going to hear about exactly what that backstory is and where he's at and where he's headed, where the company's at and what he sees for the future. But before I bring him on, I want to read a, a, a quick paragraph off their website, which I was on last night. I think this is really great. really helps to paint the picture of what we're going to talk about today. It says, at the heart of the subscription economy is the idea that consumers are happier subscribing to the outcomes they want when they want them, rather than purchasing a product or a service with the burden of ownership. So let that let that uh, simmer in your mind. And uh, without further ado, let's welcome uh, Teens Woe. Teen, welcome to uh, Think Bold, Be Bold. Thanks, Chris. Thanks, Chris. Thanks, Alan. Really good to Thank be on the you. show. Awesome. Glad awesome. to have so, you. So yeah, for sure. So Teen. Um, let's bring people through the, you know, brief hif- brief history of time, because uh, I'm sure we'd have to sit down for uh, probably a meal or two to get uh, really deep. But um, let's uh, let's talk about how this all came about. Where did this um, resonate? Where did why did this come about? You could be doing a lot of things. You're a smart guy, um, and obviously yeah. came up with something really cool here. But uh, where did this all resonate? You know what happened, and you know for that to you know be what it is today, and where is it going? That's uh, that's the topic for today. Of course, want to know a lot about you as well. Well, the um, let's call it the origin story here, kind of like a superhero movie. But the origin sure. story here really <laughs> starts in 1999 when I joined a fledging company called Salesforce.com. <laughs> and, you know, at the time, there's only a handful of us. There's about 10, 11 of us. Uh, it's before we had built our product or shipped our product. It's before we even had any customers or had any revenues. And, you know, today, when we look back, the idea of that we used to have to go to stores and buy software on a CD-ROM drive, take it home, <laughs> actually install it, right, on our PCs or if, our, if, if, if it's our companies, on our, on our servers, sitting in the server rooms, you know, with the cooling fans. It seems like a really outdated concept. We're all used to the idea of subscribing to things, right? We can simply sure. point our browser, we can point our phones at services like a Google or a Salesforce.com or, or a Slack and really do the work that we need, right? Or Adobe, for example. And, um, but it wasn't always this way. It wasn't all this way. Right? 20 years ago, people had to buy software. People had to deal with software. People had to own software. And so a lot of people know Salesforce.com as this really successful company. I think it's approaching, you know, over $10 billion of revenue today. But when we started in 1999, the whole idea of not buying software was kind of odd, right? People didn't really understand it. Again, you got to remember back then, you know, people were still accessing the Internet primarily on 56K dial-up modems. And so this Mm -hmm. idea of doing work on this thing called a browser that you have to dial into was really a foreign concept, but fast forward 20 years, 
everybody subscribes to software now, right? The idea of having to buy software and deal with and owning software really doesn't make any sense. And Salesforce has really transformed how everybody engages with software. And so at Zora, the company we're at now, 10 years ago, our question was this whole idea of subscribing to software, right? The subscription-based business model. Is it just something for software? Or could it be applied to all industries, all types of companies, all types of offerings? And we looked around us and we looked at really early services like transportation services, like a company called Zipcar. This idea that you can simply walk up to one of their cars, mm-hmm. right? You can swipe right. your card, your zip card, and then you drive around, like it. right? Bring it back. Yeah. And you simply pay based on how many hours you took the car, how many miles you drove, right? You didn't have to own the car. You can simply use a service. Um, we look at Netflix. At the time, Netflix was still sending out, it wasn't this juggernaut. It was still sending out DVDs to, you know, something like a couple million people right. in the U.S. versus this $130 million, you know, subscribers that they have today. And, but, but even then, you can see these people were, you know, they, they, they have stopped buying DVDs. They stopped owning DVDs. Why own mm-hmm. a DVD when you could pay a company $10 a month, $20 a month, to get access to any movie that's ever made? And today we do that for movies, we do that for music, we do that for news, we do that for all sorts of media. And so we coined this term, the subscription economy, because we saw a future where you and I, we wouldn't have to buy things anymore, right? If you wanted to get from point A to point B, if you wanted some food, if you wanted some entertainment, if you needed to do some work, right? You, you can simply pick up your, your, your phone and access services that you subscribe to, f- to fulfill your everyday needs without all that burden of ownership. And this is what we mean by the subscription mm-hmm. economy. We predicted it 10 years ago and, and sitting here today in 2018, it's really the way the world is playing out. It's amazing. I like it. I like it. And yeah, you remind me of all the subscriptions I have yeah. <laughs> uh, that, you know, no longer have to have the junk in my house. It's actually quite, uh, quite nice. Uh, wires. When's that going to happen, uh, teen? <laughs> when can we get rid of the, the wires, wires that have to go along with it? Let's what <laughs> what's happening? Yeah, more battery power. That's what we need. Yeah, well, that's just it. You know, it's interesting as the world becomes more, you know, technologically advanced. I can't wait for the power to, you know, come behind it, so we can be, you know, accessing power, um, you know, in a room uh, and charge up our stuff. Because I'm on the phone a lot, and uh, that's one of my biggest issues. Uh, but nonetheless, let's get back to it. Um, so, you know, all this came about. Uh, from you know a prediction, it sounds you guys sat around and thought about this. Tell us a little bit about you know the sort of the skunk works behind the scenes. I'm sure uh, you have some great stories to share. You know, just on that note. Yeah, well, you know, we used to sit around the table thinking about uh, what industry was going to go next. Right, we had mm-hmm. conquered the software sector. The software sector really moved to to, 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 to subscription sure. services. Azora, what we do is we provide a set of you know, back-end systems that help people manage and automate things like pricing and packaging, things like recurring uh-huh. billing and payments, things like revenue recognition, all the complex things in the back, right, end systems that have to, you have to do to make a subscription business model work. And we had seen our customer base was a lot of software companies. It was a lot of hardware companies. It was newspaper companies that were saying, you know, we really need to set up a paywall. The advertising model is broken in the digital world. Um, but we said, look, we were starting to see hardware companies. But how far could this model really go? What was the what was the industry that was going to go last? And we would talk about things like concrete, right? How how can you subscribe to like 
concrete, the, the really heavy sure. stuff. How can you subscribe to yeah. industrial equipment like tractors? How can you subscribe to floors? And so, so today, what we see is Caterpillar is actually one of our customers. And they're moving to a world that says, look, what you're about is really not buying the tractor. You're just trying to move some dirt. You're trying to sculpt some land. And if you tell us what it is, why can't we send out the aerial drones, right, to do the 3D aerial mapping? You can download it all into a CAD tool. You can collaboratively design how you want this piece of land to look. Maybe, maybe you're trying to build a golf course, as an example. And then we'll send all this information down to the tractors that are like precision controlled, like GPS precision control that can sculpt the land down to the nearest you know, centimeter, if you will, right? Much, much better than, 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 than humans can do manually. And, and this is the new world. This is all possible today. And so what we realize is, is, is this whole idea that, that it's not about the product, right? It's not about subscribing to the product. It's about the outcome that you're actually trying to get mm -hmm. out of it. You're trying to get, like get, get a place to stay. You're trying to get access to your, your finances. You're trying to move some dirt. You're trying to get some entertainment, right? And the companies that realize this are saying, you know, what we can use today is all this, well, let's talk of digital technologies. What it really means is we can give our customers what they're really after, right? Versus saying, hey, just buy my product and figure out how to use it on your own. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, you're talking about a really unique thing. You, you mentioned model longevity, and what I hear you saying is collaboration, trying to figure out a better way or a way to enhance the services that, and the service that, that you provide to your customers, but also collaborating with others. And how, to, how can you, you know, commingle your ability, resources, tool, mindset, concepts, skills, abilities, and so on and so forth to be able to uh, continually on an ongoing basis, grow and serve your clients in a way that not only have they not anticipated, but in a way that could scale and grow as they grow. So that I, that's, a, that's a really cool thing. That's exactly right. And, and you know, for the folks that are saying, you know, I, I, I kind of get it. It's kind of abstract. You know, we've, ten, we've got 10 years of history now with all mm -hmm. sorts of companies. And so we decided to take a lot of these concepts, a lot of these stories, and we wrote a book. And the book is actually called Described, right? Why this description mm -hmm. business model is your company's future and what to do about it. You can see it on Amazon. You can get the Kindle version. You can get the audiobook version. And um, in, in the first half of the book, it's about different industries, right? How is the software sector being transformed? How is the retail sector being transformed with all these subscription boxes? There's, you know, clothes in a box, um, shaving kits in a box, right? Anything that you can really buy, you can get as a subscription service today. How is the manufacturing industry being changed? We actually think there's going to be a rebirth in the manufacturing industry. And we pepper all these chapters with examples and stories that we've really seen. One of the stories that we like to tell is the story of Fender, right? It's, 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 mm -hmm. it's a guitar manufacturer. And what Fender realizes, they, they continue to sell a lot of guitars. And there's a lot of you know, guitars that are sold to first-time buyers, first-time trying, you know, people are trying to play the guitar. And, but they're saying, look, how, how do we continue to grow this, 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 this company? How do we double our size? And what they found is, instead of trying to think about selling more guitars through, say, Guitar Center or the retail stores, let's, say, let's start with the customer. What is the customer really trying to do? And what they found is, you know what? All those first-time buyers, 90% of them actually quit after three months. Right, because it's just too hard. You buy a guitar mm -hmm. because you have this dream that you're going to be a, you know, a right. great guitar player. You can impress mm -hmm. your friends. You're going to learn all these new licks. 
but they find that it's just too hard. And they said, you know, what we need to do is to, is, is, is to bridge that because what they also found is if a customer is still playing by month 12, they play for life. And they buy a lot more guitars. They buy a lot more picks. They buy a lot more amps. And so they said, how do we use digital technology to keep our customers at it longer? And so they launched all these new things, right? They launched Fender mm-hmm. Tune so they can figure out how often, you know, their, 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 their buyers, their users are actually using the guitar. They launched Fender Play. So for $20 a month, right, if you're going to hire somebody to come to your house or you go to somebody's house for $60 a week, $80, $100 a week to learn a lesson, why not just give Fender $20 a month? And they've got all these slick produced videos that teach you how to play the guitar. But not only that, what they realize is when you want to play guitar, you don't want to play Mary Had a Little Lamb, right? You, they, they just they take you right to YouTube. They take you right to Bob Marley. They take you right to, 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 to Maroon 5, right? They basically find the songs where there's only one chord or there's two chords, and they're teaching the chord because they know that what your goal is, you're, what you really want, you want to really be a rock star, right? That, that's the whole idea that you want to play guitar. So tap into what your users are really, really trying to do. Right? They're not trying to buy a guitar. They're trying to be a rock star. They're not trying to watch a movie. They're trying to be entertained. They're not trying to buy a car. They're trying to commute to work every single day right? and tap into that and figure out how can we deliver on that. And that's how you grow your companies today. This is the secret of growth in 2018 in the modern economy. Well, I love that because what you're talking about is what business are you in and how can you maintain that relationship? And I think that's key. I think there's a lot of people out there, a lot of companies, a lot of products are a one and done. And you're talking about maintaining that relationship, given the same benefit, but how can we grow that benefit and still maintain that relationship? And that's what you're talking about. And you know, for all the listeners out there, if you're a company or an individual, it doesn't make any difference because the whole goal is to maintain that relationship with your customer and with your partners and your collaborators and so forth. So, uh, team, great, great job in in taking that to the uh, to the next level, my friend. That's awesome. Yeah, that word relationship. I think that that is really the key. And, and you think about how many companies actually don't even know who their customers are. Right? Oh. Does, does, does Coke yeah. know who their customers are? Yeah. Nike know who their customers That's are. a whole discussion for a different day. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I can talk about that one all day long, you know, from the emails that I get. And I'm like, uh, why are they trying to sell me? I already have some, like, I already yeah. bought this. What's going yeah. on here? They don't know I me don't at all. Right? I don't understand. You know, it's the engagement. And, um, you know, I just love the reverse engineering from. You know, really what I'm as a consumer looking for as my outcome. And I, you know, it made me just stretch my mind a little bit further there when you were talking, uh, teen, uh, just to look at, hey, everything from the end in mind, um, you know, just even in obviously business. And, and it's a great way to start frameworking. I, I love this. Uh, I think this is going to be an awesome show out mm-hmm. there. Uh, <laughs> I can tell you, uh, just because it's given me the goosebumps thinking about just, you know, changing the way we think about things uh, because often uh, a lot of our, um, you know, uh, viewpoint is is really, uh, you know, just sort of, hey, what do we see in our face? You know, right here, what do I see? And 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 that's where we make a lot of decisions rather than look at, hey, what am I? What am I really going to feel? Because that's really what we're engaging in, right, Teen? It sounds like it's like the feeling we're getting from something. It's all about the experience today. It's not right. about the product, right? What are your customers experiencing? What are they feeling about mm-hmm. your product? That is your brand. That, and, and, and increasingly, that is your business model. 
And so, so in, in, the, in the first half of the book, that's what we really tried to Love bring it. out. In Love the second it. half of the book, what we start to talk about is, okay, well, what are the implications? Because it turns out this has big, big, profound effects on all parts of your business. It changes how you build your product. It changes how you do marketing. It changes how you do sales. It changes even mm-hmm. your financial structure, how you think about your, your income statement, your finance, how you think about the investment model. And so we go chapter by chapter, department by department to really show how your department has to change to really embrace this new business model. Amazing. That's a really unique uh, process. Tina, you and I were talking uh, b- before we jumped on, and I had brought up the idea of something that I just heard that's fairly new to me. It's probably not new to you. It was new to me about, about a month ago, and that is the subscription model for automobiles. And I, I like yeah. that concept because the decision is based on emotion, right? When you go buy a car, when you go look at a car, it, it has to have the function, but you got to feel good in it, right? It's got to feel your senses, whether that be if you care about how you look to other people in it. Okay, that's fine. How, how does it work for you, so on and so forth? So we buy cars that fulfill those needs. Well, no one car fulfills all the needs, so wouldn't it be nice to be able to on a, on a bright, sunny afternoon this month, let's see, I've got a subscription model. Let me get a convertible. Now, in two, in two months, I, it's probably going to start raining. So you know what? I'm going to take that car back, and I'm going to get an SUV. But I'm going to get an SUV that does a couple of cool different things, and I'm going to drive that for a couple of months. Oh, man, it got dirty. I don't want to wash it. I'm going to take it back, and I'm going to get something else. I mean, that concept, it feeds the emotion, right? It feeds, it fills the need, but it feeds the emotion. And I, I love that, and that's what you're talking about with, uh, you know, with this whole concept. How, how do – if I were a – well, maybe we better better back up and ask this question – who is your market? Who do you guys look at trying to capture with this um, kind of emotion-based concept? Who's your well, avatar? Well, we, yeah, so, so what we do is, is it turns out that you know, companies today run on software, right? You, you don't, no one does things manually anymore. And the biggest group of software that people use are these so-called you know, accounting systems, or more broadly, these enterprise resource planning systems, ERP mm-hmm. systems. You probably know them from companies like Oracle or SAP. Mm-hmm. But if you believe that the business model is now different, if you believe that the goal of your company is not simply to sell more units of your stuff, right, more cars, more laptops, more pens, more articles, more songs, but it's actually to build relationships with your customers that keep coming back for more because they want more mm-hmm. of the experience because you deliver something, you know, of higher value to them then all your backend systems don't work because they were all built for that old world. They were all built for the world. You know, things like logistics, things like, like inventory, things like, like warehousing and distribution, all this product-oriented stuff, all this, this supply chain type stuff. You need a whole different set of systems to run these companies, right? That starts the customer. You know who the customers are. They're on a subscription plan. I'll give you a simple example. You're probably walking around these days and you have an Amazon ID. You have a Google mm-hmm. ID. You have a Facebook ID, maybe through your company, you have a Salesforce ID, right? And you use these IDs to do the stuff you need, you know, your Uber ID or your Lyft ID to get from point A to point B, right? And, 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 but you're not, you know, you don't have a Coke ID that really satisfies your thirst. You don't have a <laughs> Nike ID that's about, not just even about sports, about, about health, right? And so all these companies have to transform and say, you know, what we need to do is we need to establish our IDs. Because our IDs represents our relationship with a customer, with somebody that we know, 
right? We need to not think of our customers as customers, but we need to turn them into subscribers, right? Somebody that we have an ongoing relationship with there. They're constantly using our service and they think about that ID. They think about the brand, you know, in that area that we want to cover in their lives, right? That's what really the modern company is about. And that's why you see Ford saying we want the Ford Pass ID to really represent mm-hmm. transportation. General Motors is trying to do the same thing with the OnStar ID, mm-hmm. right? But, you know, I don't see Coke, right? Trying to say your Coke ID represents, we actually know what's in your fridge. We know your taste. We know what you like to drink, right? We know you're trying to cut down on sugar. We know you're trying to be healthy. And this is how we're going to deliver on that service to you. Now you can monitor and track habits and, and buying preferences and providing services and tools and things to your customers, maybe before they even know they want them. Uh, I love this whole concept, man, Me because too. it's talking about brand loyalty and, well, and how do you maintain that? For sure, but it also increases some efficiencies for everyone, sure, you know, including absolutely. the end consumer. Uh, because if someone, you know, knows what I'm looking for, then it, you know, cuts down the time for me to explain uh, what I'm looking for. And you know, just looking at. Um, you know, some of the things, the experiences, this, you know, the relationship you're building. You know, I can think of something that uh, when we were talking about the cars that, you know, really from an efficiency side of things, like I don't want to own my car because of the oil changes and the time that it spends to go and do oh, that, travel, yeah. well, the go back and too. forth, the insurance, the, you know, just using that. But I can just imagine all the other things if you sit back yeah. and, you know, this is a great exercise for the audience. And, you know, I'm sure, you know, listening to Teen about, you know, some of the things they predicted, thought about, you know, being around that mastermind, uh, let's call it, that you had, Teen, um, thinking about the future and building this out. But the IDs are really, I mean, not just like hit That's me key. like a ton of bricks uh, with the epiphanies about what we do even. And, mm-hmm. you know, Alan, lots of discussion from this. Hey, uh, dude, I'm making show. notes, I, man. We're going to talk. I, I'm actually, well, <laughs> I, I'm just thinking about like how fast and furious this show, particularly yeah. when it yeah. airs, uh, is going to go because of our own, uh, you know, uh, network that we're going to think about, hey, you got to listen to this because this was really interesting. So, Teen, thank you for expanding the elastic right now of our mind. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and, and and challenging, uh, and I can't wait. Um, I'm I'm actually I'm multitasking a little bit, so I apologize. I'm actually gonna order the book because I gotta dive in more. Because I'm yeah, going, I know. Tell me about it. The time with, with Teen, unless we do something really cool, and and why don't we put it out there, Alan? Uh, teen, Let's... will you come back on in a in a little while in the show? Because this is I think we can go so far. Uh, so much mm-hmm. further, I should say, than what we're able to, you know, get in today's show. But uh, will you do that for us? Oh, absolutely. I, I can right. talk about the book all day. If you have a awesome. chance to read it, I'd love to hear, <laughs> you know, any follow-up yeah. questions and any, any comments that you have. Awesome. You know, so this is what we'll challenge. Um, we will challenge uh, ourselves. Read the book. Have some great questions. So when we do return, we're also going to put it out on our social media to challenge the audience to also get some feedback. And and we'll do a show around answering some questions and, you know, ideas and things like that. And we'll challenge Teen uh, to extract the brilliance from his mind. We might even make some do it some live. We'll turn it on live for a bit and have the yeah, audience yeah, that'll be chime in on some idea. things and put put uh, Teen on the hot seat. Does that sound yeah, cool? Yeah, there we go. There we go. Awesome. And we'll get Teen to then you know promote that a little bit on the outside when we're going to do it, and we'll get a date down. And hey, we're already making we're already making some history here. I love Absolutely. it. Absolutely. Uh, so Alan, where like are we going to bring him next? 
Yeah. So it, it, hey, listen, the ideas come from this, you know, just the epiphanies and listening to you because I, I mean, you know, it's really, uh, it's going to mess with me today. <laughs> I'm going to be walking around thinking about so many cool and awesome uh, things because just, you know, again, the mass amount of people that we're connected with and just rethinking a little bit. This is uh, truly uh, an awesome, an awesome day. It is. I, I love this. We're talking about disruption, right? Yes. I mean, Teen, your whole your whole thought here is for you know uh, greater expansion and full expression, but we're talking about a disruptive model that creates doesn't just disrupt, but it creates. Where um, where do you see the subscription mindset going? Maybe just a year from now. In, across the board in industries, whatever that might be. What do you see the change in human behavior doing in this next year? Well, we really think this is probably the biggest change of, of, of our time. If you think about the product-based model, I mean, it's been around for, I'll call it 100 and 120 years, right? Ever since Henry Ford came up with the assembly line and the whole goal of business pivoted around you know, buy the biggest infrastructure you can, the biggest factories, mm -hmm. the most number of stores, and then ship as many units as you can. Because if you can drive down your unit cost, your marginal cost per unit, you could be cheaper. And you can mm -hmm. use your marginal cost advantage to go compete. I mean, that's the essence of business over the last 100, 120 years. And what we're seeing, this is all changing. This is all changing because it's about customers. It's about customers. It's about keeping your customers longer, about having a business model where your success is tied to your customer success. And what we find actually is this is where the growth is. And so we've been doing this for 10 years now. As we mentioned, we have customers in all sorts of industries and in all sorts of geographies around the world. We've got European customers, customers in Australia, customers in Japan, obviously customers here in North America. And what we find is the subscription revenues of our customers are actually growing at eight to nine times, eight to nine times faster than the S&P 500, right? The growth rate of revenue, the wow. revenue growth rate of companies in the S&P 500. And so what wow. companies are realizing is this is where the future is. This is where the growth is. And when you double click on that and say, well, why is that? It's because of the customer. And you think about your life. You think about my life. You made a comment that you said, you know, more and more of my life is these subscription services. Mm -hmm. I can see it on my phone. I can see it in my credit mm -hmm. card. It used to just be newspapers, but now you know, I've, I've cut the cord and I'm subscribing to Netflix and HBO and Spotify. Maybe I'm subscribing to Peloton for my, my exercise needs, mm -hmm. right? Maybe, maybe I, I, I went from a two-car family down to a one-car family or I got rid of all, all cars altogether because I'm in San Francisco or New York. And so clearly customers are realizing once they tap into a subscription service, there's no going back. Right. In fact, you right. change as a customer. Your expectations change. You talk about cars. One of the things is you expect the services that you have to get better and better. Right. You don't want the same movies on Netflix. You want new movies. You, want this, don't, you don't want this just the same features on your Salesforce.com or your Google. You want these, the software to get better and better. You know this about cars too. You know that car technology is changing so fast that a year from now, the new cars are going to have more things. And you don't, you don't want to be stuck in the first year of a four-year lease when you can't get out of it and you can't take advantage and all your friends are getting the newer models and you're stuck in the old model, you don't want that. So of course mm -hmm. it makes sense to subscribe to things, right? Because sure. you want the vendor to constantly deliver on that. You want the service provider to constantly deliver on that. And so when you pull back and you see you and I are changing as customers, our expectations are changing, this is where all the growth is coming from, 
businesses are realizing this, right? Businesses, small companies, small businesses, big businesses, Fortune 500 companies, they're all realizing that this is the business model of the future, and they're all trying to go fast and furious into, into this new future. I love it because you're talking about risk and obligation, right, changing to creativity and expansion. What a great way to train your customer is to let them release the frustration, release the risk, so to speak, release uh, the burdens and create anticipation. That's a, that's one of the best ways to create loyalty is in the anticipation, and that's what you're talking about as far as companies to be able to put their focus into how can they better attract and maintain that relationship, and then of course gets translated back to the customer in their eyes. You're switching and collaborating and and modifying and morphing their expectations for a greater expansion, full expression. So uh, hats off, guys. I, I you, you got it. You're, you're nailing it, Teen. And uh, for all the companies out there that could wonder how can they take what they do and, you know, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, ten times what they're doing with their current client base is how can you take some of their burden away with your services and create a subscription-type model. Right. That's exactly right. That's this fantastic. Is the issue of our time. So, you know, how does that happen? You know, I, I uh, you, so you work with the company to figure that, bring us through that because, you know, my mind is just, you know, expanding here and I'm thinking about, um, you know, everything that you guys do to make that happen for clients. Like, can you walk us through sort of a typical, you know, a transformation? Because it sounds arduous and it sounds big, but, you know, maybe you can give us an example. I know you've done case studies and things like that. Maybe you can bring us through something so we can walk through in our minds what that would look like so that when our audience is listening in and there's, you know, several C-suite, this is going to be featured on mm-hmm. C-suite, C-suite. Sure. Uh, C-suite Radio, and um, there, there's a little plug for them, C-suite mm-hmm. Radio, it's going to be featured on. Um, so can you walk us through that, team? what that might look like and, you know, yeah, how you guys absolutely. work with com- companies? Well, you, you know, this this is certainly a transformation, and mm-hmm. a transformation is never easy. Our opinion, though, is transformation doesn't have to be hard. It's just different, and the key thing is to think differently. And so it, it, we have two major examples, right? So two, two major patterns, two major categories, if you will. If you're already a digital business, right, if your customers are already – you already have IDs that say, you know, you're selling songs, you're selling newspaper articles, right, then then – then this is really about rethinking your business to say, okay, I, I know who my customers are. Let me go ahead and, 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 and pivot to a subscription business. You could do this gradually or you can do this wholesale. So you see a lot of software companies doing this right now. Traditional mm-hmm. software companies like Adobe did this, Autodesk did this. There's a company out there called PTC. And these companies all for, for, for decades sold software, but they said, look, we could be a subscription business. And Adobe actually just ripped out the Band-Aid and overnight said, look, from now on, you can't buy Creative Cloud or Creative Suite anymore as a software package. You have to subscribe to it. You've seen Microsoft doing something very, very similar with Office, so on and so forth, right? And so you can certainly do that. But then there's companies, you know, manufacturing companies, right? Ford is not going to stop selling cars anytime soon. And so then you want to see this as, well, look, I'm going to continue to sell cars. I'm going to continue to sell guitars. I'm going to continue to sell tractors. Right. But what I'm going to do is I'm going to launch a subscription service on the side of it, almost like an aftermarket. So you buy the tractor, mm-hmm. then you mm-hmm. sign up for the service. You gotcha. buy the Fender guitar, then you sign up for Fender Play. 
right? And so you can set up a separate innovation unit. And, and, and the key thing here is to iterate, because one thing that you just said earlier, this is about having a symbiotic relationship with your customers. And so the whole idea of two-year product life cycles, they don't make sense anymore. You're mm -hmm. better off just launching something light the customers start to use, and then you start seeing data. And this is one of the, 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 the most, most um, profound moments of this transformation. And we experienced it at Salesforce. We used to ship software in the companies we used to work at. We have no idea what our customers are doing. And now all of a sudden we're launching something digital, something in the cloud, and you can actually see which features customers are using, mm -hmm. which, you know, which tabs they're clicking on, right? which capabilities they want to use, and collect all that information and then iterate and actually create a better product for them. We've got a great example in the book of a food company. And what they do is it's a subscription service. It's a subscription snack box for $10 every two weeks or four weeks to send you a box of four snacks, like peanuts, uh, popcorn, whatever pretzels, whatever it happens to be, right? Healthy snacks. But what they do is they send you an email right away after they send you the box. And they say, well, what, what did you like? Did you like the peanuts? Did you like the chips? Did you like the popcorn? And then based on that information, they'll send you a different box next time. Mm -hmm. And so they built a factory where every box is individually tailored for its destination. And they're constantly tweaking it. Now, why is that important? Because in the old model, when they used to sell, the, the CEO there came from a, 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 a drink company, right? an energy drink company. He said, well, we would do these two-year studies when we go into a new market. Let's say we're going to a new country. We spend millions of dollars doing research. What does that customer like in that new market? And then we would launch it, and half the time we'd be right, and half the time we'd be wrong, and it'd be back to the drawing board. He said, well, with this new company, because we're always talking to our customers, we didn't bother. This is a UK company. They took their whole UK inventory selection, dumped it in the US, added a few things like barbecue flavor stuff, right, mesquite flavor stuff. And they just sat back and watched. And what happened? Customers basically said, look, I don't like this curry stuff. We're American. We don't bleed. We don't like chutney, right? You know, we don't like vinegar. We like barbecue, right? You know, you know we, we like the stuff that we like. Mm -hmm. But then the system just adjusts because the customers are giving you all this information. So they didn't spend a dime on market research. They didn't, you know, they, they, didn't, they just took their, market, they took their product set, dumped in the U.S. market. Mm -hmm. And by like month three or month six, it was perfectly tuned what the U.S. market likes. This is the new way of doing work. This is the new way when you know your subscribers, mm -hmm. when, 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 you, when, when you have a service out there that you're using, where you can iterate. And so don't try to go for two-year product life cycles. Just get something in the marketplace, dialogue with your customers, watch what they're doing, iterate on it to hit that sweet spot. Okay. And, and, and over time, you're going to land there. You're going to land in something that makes sense for your customers and they're going to love it. And you're going to be really, really successful in this transition. Boom, oh, get in the game and know your customer. Right? <laughs> yeah, that's fantastic. That simple? Yeah. It I, is that simple. You know, I'm looking at my watch, and we've been on for like 45 minutes. Does it seem like 45 minutes? <laughs> no. It seems no. like 10 minutes. It seems like the fireside <laughs> chat, and we're just having yeah. some lunch, except we don't have the lunch. We don't have well, the we're lunch. we're going to have to do that uh, one day, uh, Teen. You're uh, very interesting. Uh, I like how your mind works, and certainly, um, you know, you walked us through something really cool that's going to challenge uh, a lot of people that are listening in on this show, and we're going to do our part and make sure that the show gets out there, because yeah. I truly believe that people need to start challenging themselves to think about mm -hmm. that new economy, um, the subscription economy. I mean, we're already bought into it. 
in so many ways. It's only a matter of time before each one of our, you know, points uh, in our in our lives are, are connected with it. So if you're providing a service for me, think about it out there mm-hmm. uh, to the to the customer that I'm buying. Um, and I love this whole ID thing, Alan. It's yeah, uh, the ID thing is pretty. Uh, spectacular because think about it you're auto they're automatically willing to give you all of this information about their desires their needs their wants for you to better help serve them now and down the road the concept is is it's really it's it's symbiotic it has to be symbiotic and has to be transparent and real if it's going to work but boy the opportunities are um my mind's just starting to to go we already do subscription models in our businesses together but uh this is a, a a whole different it's another level another parallel level for us to be thinking about for sure so uh for, sure. for the audience out there you know yeah. be prepared for things that that lay ahead well we're going to lay out that challenge and uh we're going to come back with team because this can mm-hmm. certainly be uh an extension and um uh in discussion and and this time really tackle some some great questions and i i look forward to that uh team you know this this show does fly by, and uh, obviously we appreciate uh, you taking some time out to uh, chat with us. Um, you know, get the book, everyone. This will be on iTunes, Podomatic, Google Play, Stitcher, and soon to be SoundCloud. We're coming soon to that, and of course this will be featured on C Suite uh, Radio. Check that out. We'll be putting all the links uh, to get in contact with teen and his team and and the company uh you know that if this uh really um you know ex- uh, g- gave you some epiphanies some ideas mm-hmm. you're probably listening to uh in your own brain that said uh alan what do we want to leave teen with to uh you know bring us uh, bring us to the stretch here to the end uh well i you know we always kind of thanks chris you know we always kind of a, a lot of information has uh has been has been divulged today. A lot of great, um, you know, acts of anticipation and, and acts to the market and to the uh, to the consumer base. But team, we always like to leave the audience with. Uh, we we always like our guests to leave the audience with something that they can use in their business. Maybe their personal life depends on 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 their reason for listening to the show. Uh, something they can use and implement today to either make their business life or their personal life, their family life, their marriage life, whatever they, whatever that may be, to make it better today just by having listened to a piece of advice. What could you leave with the audience that they'd be able to make that happen? Well, I, I, we think that the key, key to this all is the future is about relationships. You can certainly extrapolate relationships to all sorts of things, your family, your friends, your community. Let's just put it in the business context. and. I, what I would leave your listeners with is to go back and do a simple exercise, right? You've got a business that you're running. How many customers do you really have, right? Not how many customers you sold something to in the last three years, but that you really have today that's working with you on an ongoing basis. And what is the strength of those relationships? How well do you know them? And even can you simply just do a segmentation of who you think your high value customers are and who your low value customers are? And then what is your vision? for each group of these customers over the next three years. Simple, simple exercise to do, but I think it will get you thinking exactly in the right way to the future of the subscription economy. Nice. Yeah, awesome. That was going to be uh, definitely resonating with uh, ourselves as well, Alan. Sure, Probably Absolutely. some good discussion um, today. Mm-hmm. Uh, customer 
um, because you know I, I'm thinking about and and I love that and now I have another sort of uh, <laughs> added just because you got me thinking about all kinds of things instead of the customer number like we used to be we're now becoming that customer you know uh, persona or or avatar or you know the ID I like that that's me. You know, I'm, I'm like, you know what I want. I can think about so many areas in life that if they knew when I walked through, knew what I wanted, it would cut down uh, so much of efficiency, but it also uh, provides some loyalty for me, mm-hmm. right? Because I like going back to places that know what I want, know what I like, and, you know, treat me um, not like as a number, but as a, as a person. And that know your name when you walk yeah. in, like yeah, cheers, amazing. right? Hey. hey, there you go. Uh, Teen, you're amazing. I love what you guys are up to, and uh, thank you uh, so much, sir, for uh, coming on the show and and, uh, spending some time with us. Absolutely. It was a pleasure. Really enjoyed it. Look forward to doing it again. Yep, this is awesome. We'll get you back on, and uh, we'll get some interaction from the audience, and sure, uh, sure. Look put you on. and us on the uh, on the hot seat. But uh, there you go. I think it's going to be a great, a great, great deal. Teen, thank you so much for for giving us some of your time today, and uh, audience. I hope you took some great notes. Uh, there's some great value here. Apply it as usual. The value comes in the application. But, uh, Teen, thank you so much, Chris. This is a this is a great show. Thanks, awesome. buddy. Appreciate you, you so much. You got it. Uh, thank you to everyone, the audience especially, and uh, listening in. Uh, we love it. And let us know um, what you think. It wouldn't be a show without me saying, do something nice for someone today. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.